a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Blog Talk Radio.
Greetings and welcome to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly D. And tonight is Thursday, and we have Sister Seta a set with us, and she uh, is an author, and she's doing an auto book on Chemistry Nine X. Sister Seta a set. How are you doing this evening? Hey, Sister Bev, how you doing? I'm doing just fine. How you doing, darling? Good, good, good. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good tonight. And hello uh, to everybody out there. How y'all doing? Okay. And how is the weather going and how is things going with the virus down there? How is uh, have they opened you uh, guys up? Well, Sister Bell, I tell you, it's been hot down here. Uh, it's been in like the, I'd say the, well, a couple of weeks ago we had 80s. And so it, mm-hmm. it's almost as if they're kind of messing with the weather, you know, to try to yeah. keep it cool so they can yeah. keep this virus around. But it's la- it's been in like the mid to to er- to upper 70s. Okay. So okay. It's, it's, yeah. You know, they're and they're opening up the pools, and I'm happy about that. So. Okay. Yeah. We're coming you're a up. We're coming. Yeah. We 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 come. We're getting warmer. <laughs> Okay, good, because they are messing with the weather, because it's like still 50 here, and this is May, you know, so we don't, we usually be in the 70s and 80s here, and it's right. raining. Right, I think, well, yeah. it's raining too? Mm-hmm. Well, not now, but well, it's I'm, kind of, it's been cloudy. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been hearing that it's supposed to be like snowy, y'all supposed to get some snow or something up there? We might, I mean, that's a, I mean, it's it's crazy. That's let you know they messing with it. Yeah, that's that. Now there might have been, I think, might have been a couple of times in history, maybe a little more than that, where you had some snow in May. Because mm-hmm. I know down here, one April, I tell you, me and my brothers, you know, um, my sisters being much older than me, and of course they didn't want to have a little kid, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get in their clique. So I had to right. I had to deal with my brothers because my brothers was the only people that I you know you know how children play you know with mm-hmm. you know sisters and brothers and so right. you know we all had cars so we were washing our cars you know I had a a friend guy and we was all he was washing my car and then my brothers was washing their car and we was all out we was having a great time you know we were of course we were grown then. So, and this mm-hmm. was like maybe, I'd say, mid-April, and that was on mm-hmm. a weekend. I think it was on a Friday. And so the next morning, Saturday morning, we all woke up, and Sister Beth, snow was up to the windshields on the cars. Wow. And we, and it was, yeah, and it was beautiful that day, nice and sunny and warm. And the next yeah. day... We had snow up to the windshields of the cars, and I couldn't believe it. We and and I didn't think about the snow. The first thing I thought about was, we just cleaned our cars. So, <laughs> so but yeah, um, there's probably been a few times in history it snowed in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I've heard about the heart. Uh, machine, the weather machine that they have, and I think I first heard about mm-hmm. it back in the, it was either the eighties or nineties. So it's been a, around for a while. Mm, yes, it has, and you know they have several across the world. You know, all around, around. Mm-hmm. You know, Russia's got the Isocat, and over in Europe, uh, I think they, they call it the the Emirate or something like that. It's in one in Europe, 
And, you know, they have the CERN machine. So they got a lot of stuff going on where they can, you know, turn around and mess things, you know, mess with things. So, yeah, yeah, they they need to stop. They need to leave it alone because what's going to happen is going to happen. And I just don't think that they're going to be able to see this through. Now, I sent you something on email. Did you get it, Sister Bell? Oh, about the moon? Yes. Was that the moon? Yes. What was that, the moon? No, that was the moon. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. that where um, somebody said it could be a satellite, and who knows what that was, you know. I couldn't see it that good, you know, I, but it could be. I, who knows? I'm not even going to guess. <laughs> well, you're not going to speculate, sister. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You know, we we in that time. You know, we in the time of the chemistry. We in that yeah, time where yeah. we're going to see things. And I don't think. You know, a lot of people are saying holograms. You know, uh-huh. uh, it could be, but you you just don't know because, of course, you're not there. You you know, we don't right. know. But I thought that was kind of strange you know since we have this full moon that's in scorpio right now so uh, and, and you know what scorpio yeah. do scorpio uncovers hidden things right and see they they just cannot hide nothing no more maybe they can't maybe that's not a hologram maybe they really can't hide what that is up there showing on the moon right you know it's something like to think say, about this, yeah, and they say we in the uh, awakening, and so now mm-hmm. we could be seeing things that we couldn't see before. That's true. That's true. Because this is this yep. is the weirdest time. All these years I've been on the planet, I don't think I've ever experienced this this weirdness or whatever this is that's going on. I, I don't think I've ever experienced this before. Well, for me, changes change has been occurring. Uh, I'd say since about two thousand, about well, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one. During that time, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's it, the vibrations and the atmosphere is just not the same as it was even ten years ago. Okay. So okay. Yes, that's what that's probably what it's what we're all feeling, and mm-hmm. you know. Of course, it's not. It wasn't like it is in 1960s and 1970s. It's just a whole oh, no. different vibration where things are becoming crystal clear and and nothing can be hidden anymore. Just for instance, everybody knows what they want to do to us. Everybody knows mm-hmm. this, but you still have some sleeping people that just will not accept the fact that no matter how much they try to cover up. You know, our so-called fact-checking, our facts, you know, they want to mm-hmm. say that, well, no, that's not right. That's not right. But, no, you can't hide that anymore because, you know, right. we're in a new age now, and they can't do it anymore, so they need to stop trying to mind mm, the people because we're on to you, and they, they need to cut that I, out. I think that so many of us has been sleep, and we all are waking up at different times. We're not just all, you know, waking it up at the same time. But it's just amazing when you look and you see the people that's not woke, woke up yet, you know. And it's just amazing mm. how, you know, you can see that they don't have a clue what's going on. I mean, they they just totally blind. 
And I remember you know what a time is? I didn't know a lot of things either, you know. Well, that's true because we've. I haven't been always on this planet. You know, I came to this planet some years ago, which I ain't going to mention. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I came to this planet some years ago, and a lot of things that I've been finding out through the years, I'm saying to myself, how can they? How can they let this happen again? Which I was going to say, history repeats itself. But right now, it's coming in with the vengeance, and it's like I don't give a care mm-hmm. whether you people know it or not. This exactly. is what we're going to do. Yeah. Like the discussion no was fighting. today. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Go ahead, Sister Bea. No, I'm listening. Go ahead. Oh, I w- well, I was going to say. You know, they said they were talking about today how they had all these Asians that were born here in America. You know, I think this was in like the 40s. I think it was World War II. I'm not sure where they were rounding them up over near the West, you know, because, you know, China's all over there in California, over in there. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they were taking these Asians and putting them in camps you know, in the deserts or whatever, because of the war. I think they was fighting Korea then. And I guess they mm-hmm. call themselves didn't want no spies on U.S. soil, even though they was born there, and they didn't know how patriotic that they would be for America, and they would round mm-hmm. them up. Well, and then they did it over in Germany, Auschwitz, mm-hmm. um, yeah. what's his name, yeah. Hitler. And so yeah. now they're basically they're doing the same thing to us today with this virus yeah. and with these shots. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. But it's not but a cover up. The whole world knows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I it's it's we just gotta see what happened, you know. Um I don't think I think it's going to be good for some people and some people it's not just like with with Nazi Germany. Some people got out, some people it wasn't that bad, and some people really suffered. Yeah, and and just like people today, they're suffering with this so-called virus that it's not even. They're saying that these people weren't even sick; they just had like a fever. And they would go mm-hmm. into the hospital, and then they would label it as COVID. And then they would just, the pe- all you had to do was just, you know, cure, you know, give them the hydro, hydro, right. hydro, well, you know, that know. and yeah. uh, what, <laughs> whatever the other medicine in it is that goes with it. And they would have been mm-hmm. fine, but they're actually killing, they're, they're actually they killing are. them. They're not diagnosing them right. Yeah, and did you see that video with the one of the nurses? Uh, she was real. She was crying. She was really telling how they doing it, how they killing the people in the hospital. Yes, ma'am. That that's what I was. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I was going to refer you to. She she was mm-hmm. really she was really about to lose her mind, and she and, and she was situation. saying, "I you know something? I don't think I think I would have had to walk out of there because I couldn't just mm-hmm. stand there." And watch them and see them just actually murder folks, you know, yeah. diagnosing them wrong. And and those those machines, if you put somebody that's healthy on one of those machines, then you're actually murdering them. They don't even need yeah. the uh, the machine. But that but just remember, you gotta now these people that's here taking over. 
you know, mm-hmm. this has been set up for a while. So they put people in key places. You got doctors and nurses and lawyers and judges and attorneys and politicians. They Hello, Sister Bev, you still there? Oh, yeah, okay. They all oh, have one agenda, and, and they all working on the same agenda, you know, the, mm-hmm. to take over, take down America, uh, turn it into communists, Nazis, slash socialists, whatever you, you know, globalists, whatever name you want to put on it, but they all is working for, towards that. And I, like I said, on one of the shows, I shared that I had a experience with a personal family member. She fell down the step. Uh, she was doing laundry. She broke her elbow. So she had to go to mm-hmm. the hospital. And I, they kept her a whole week. They operated on her, you know, because it wasn't a break. It had those splinters or whatever. But then the day mm-hmm. before, and, and I have been talking to her because, you know, I'm, I know what's going on in them hospitals. They won't let no relative, nobody come and visit the people. Now, that's. Hello? I don't know why. This is, Hello? My rag- this is my raggedy phone. Sorry about that. Well. Uh, can you, yeah, but they had, you know, that's scary being in the hospital and nobody can uh, come and visit you. But what happened with her she was in there a whole week, and I'm talking to her on the phone. Her voice is clear. Her mind is clear. The day before she got ready to come home, they gave her something, and I, it's and she sounded just how they described the coronavirus. She said she thought she was dying. You could hear her, her lungs rattling, and she couldn't hardly breathe, and she said that they told her that the medicine they gave her was too strong for her. So the, and see they well, were now, expecting wh- her to die, and she pulled out. Well, why would they? Why would they? Sister, why would they tell her that the medicine they gave her was too strong for her when they knew what they was giving her? Yeah, I mean, but they wasn't expecting her to come out of it. That's what most people are not coming out of it. Mm. And then they telling people they dying from coronavirus. And she's just she going in out of uh, for a broke elbow. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, but she, and then uh, and you couldn't hardly when I talked to you. I mean, she it sounds like she couldn't hardly. She say I can't hardly breathe, and she sound like you know how you used to hear a person and they got asthma real bad, and you could mm-hmm. just hear the, the lungs rat. None of that was going on the day before or any other days. It was that day before she was ready to come home. They gave her the medicine. And they was expecting her to die so they could tell the family she died of corona. And they kept her mm. in there for a whole week. Well, I'm hearing for, what they paying the mm-hmm. doctors, you know, for corona cases. So maybe I'm yeah. more than likely they were trying to kill her. Yeah, if they getting that kind of money, sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, I she, witnessed that firsthand. And she's in Detroit with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That- <laughs> Ooh. You there, Sister Bell? Hello? Oh, Lord. They messing with my phone. 
but um, I, you know, that's, yeah, maybe that's, they don't want to hear the they, they don't want to hear nine X. Okay, we're going to <laughs> well, they just might as well go sit down somewhere. Uh, they so, just well uh, just be just they just need to just listen to themselves being described. So exactly, deal exactly. with it. But yeah, she, deal she, with she, it. She, and we're supposed to have a lot of a uh, high cases. I and then they they gonna talk about it's because our diet. That's bull crap. They giving the yeah. stuff to the people. You know. So they are, they are, is, and those shots. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna be a rebel and say, and and they're not coming at me with those shots for me or my family. And this, mm-hmm. uh, what is this? Um, where they come and knock on your door and mm-hmm. see if anyone there has this virus? What they call mm-hmm. it, Feb? I can't think of it right now. The coronavirus. Um, but yeah, where well, they come to your door, they call it something. I can't think of it right oh. now. Uh, um, like to call it, but anyway, you know they're they're saying now that they want they're gonna come to your door and they're gonna see mm-hmm. if anybody's at your household has coronavirus, who they've been around. Mm-hmm. I, I can't mm-hmm. remember what it's called, Sister Beth. But anyway, but I heard, uh, I, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to tell them you got the wrong house, you got the wrong door. Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't do not get me started, cause I just I just hate this, you know. Yeah. I'm oh, they're just these evil folks. I, these I, and are, I'm just I'm glad that we're reading about them right now. Yes, mm. and I Boy, don't even want to take the test. A long time, I, I don't even want to take the test. And then look at that thing that they shoot the the thermometer. They shoot it in your forehead. They shoot it right at your third eye. You you're know, right. You're right. That that, that forehead yeah. thermometer. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Not, that they they lasering right at your third eye, your pioneer gland. Come on now, everybody not sleep. Exactly. Exactly. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I've never taken the test. I never had the test. If they. I, and I was just thinking, our pool is about to open, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. are we going to have to take the test before we can get in the pool? And if that's, well, that's the case, then they oh, say really? that they're trying to make it that you can't go in places and do things unless they test you to see if you clear. You know, uh-uh. my behind well, will be better at home. I got a bathtub. <laughs> I fill it up with water and act like, <laughs> act like I'm in the pool. Woo. Uh-uh. That's, yeah, no, they, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not taking the test. Uh, they can keep that. They can keep it. I'll just find a friend and go to their house and swim in their pool. You know, my daughter has yeah. a pool where she lives, so. And it's okay, been too good. cold. That's why I haven't been there. So that's. I guess I'll head and over there. It's probably best to go in private pools because, you know, they play so many games, you don't know what they put in public pools. It's to keep it going. That's the truth. That's the truth because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to pull up on the handrails to get out of the pool, and you, there's no yeah. telling what they put on there. You know, I mean, the water is good because it's full of chlorine. And so, okay. you know, therefore you cannot get anything in the water. But okay. you can get, you know, you can catch things that you know the on the surfaces 
that you, that you touch. You know, they also have a great, okay. huge locker room. And so I was thinking to myself, I'm just going to bypass the locker room and just get under the shower, wash the chlorine off, yeah. and put on my yeah. parka and go right out the door and shower at right. home. But I, I yeah. may not, I just think I'll just go to my daughter's. Yeah, if you got a private pool, you know, that's the best thing to yeah. do. Yeah, I'll go people, there. You know, yeah. They sit. It's, yeah, and they, then they, I, they have they, a problem. Yeah. Those, they want the planet. Mm-hmm. That they want the planet. That's that's just it. We at war. Well, you uh, know, I think what we need to do for ourselves is mm-hmm. um, I had been listening to some of the shows, and it just mm-hmm. so happened that a friend of mine loves Dr. Robert X. You know, she, you need to listen okay. to Robert, Dr. Robert X. <laughs> and so I've been checking this last show out where he uh, did a um, the, the breathing, breathing technique. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, I think we should we, continue to do that. I don't think we oh, should we stop are. for one day. We got. Yeah, I think we should continue to do that. Plus, on top of that, you know, this is this is for that group with the mm-hmm. breathing technique. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. ourselves, I think we mm-hmm. should continue the three six nine to make ourselves yes. strong. Yes, yeah, yeah, make yes. yeah, yeah. Get ourselves make one side weak, make one side strong. Which the strong side yes. should be us. So we need to make keep making ourselves strong with the three six nine, and then do the breathing technique for all other persons. And explain what the three six nine is for the new people listening. Okay, well, the 369 is we concentrate and meditate on ourselves, our spirituality, um, our soulfulness, our meditations, our vibrations for ourselves, our individual selves at 3 and at 6 and at 9. And it can be any time a.m. or p.m. when you concentrate and meditate within yourselves. Just find you a quiet place. I suggest making yourself a black room. I call it a black room Mm -hmm. where everything Mm -hmm. in the room vibrates with the highly melanated that can, that will vibrate with the highly melanated people. You know, whether you have, whether you paint your whole room black or you have your, your, uh, your, um, Oh, what is it? The the uh your your mm. sister Bev, I'm at a loss today. I'm at, you're talking about uh, the, the your uh altar. Oh, okay, the altar. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Your altar, uh your your books, whatever, you know, uh Doctor Asa Hilliard, uh uh Phil Valentine, Bobby Hammett. You know, you wanna immerse yourself, Doctor uh, Delbert Blair, you want to immerse yourself with these people that have the knowledge mm-hmm. that they gave to us to wake us all up. Um, right. Dr. C- Francis Cresswell, I have all their stuff. Anything that pertains to our people in the past history, in the present, and in the future, surround yourself with in your black room and your altar and meditate at 3, 6, 9 a.m. and p.m. And focus Mm -hmm. on your energy, to build your energy up, to build your spirituality up. And let's see if we can do this all together. And that's how you break. I'm getting results. Yes, and that's how you break the mind control. 
You know, that's exactly. how you deprogram yeah. yourself. Yes. And mm-hmm. strengthening yourself at the same time. So, yeah, yeah we we doing it. <laughs> We're doing it. It's growing. It's getting better. We're getting stronger. I'm seeing results also. So, well, I'm yeah. feeling good. <laughs> I am too. And I think, and I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but but when I talked to uh, my relative that morning and she was sounded like she was about to die, I, I went into my recce and I just started giving her recce long distance and I started just bringing out my tools and I worked on her. I worked on her really and really hard. And they let her out. They let her out the next day. Well, that's wonderful, Sister Bev. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm glad so to we'll hear see. That. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into uh, the uh, chemistry. And what part are we on? Is it 29? I believe it is 20. Uh, I think it's 27. I think we've done oh. part 28, unveiling the truth. Okay. Okay. Yeah, where um, they came in and they start, yeah, they started butchering the people and people were running and you know everything was just going crazy. You know, like we what we may see today. You know, uh, uh, the Crown Cross and Barofa and all of them was, you know, they were they were going from country to country, just slaughtering the people. Uh, I think they went to Argentina, went to Brazil, they went to Mexico, and they just started down that way, that path, and then they started coming up toward the good old USA. And then we found out that there was a long-lost, distant, seventh-generational cousin of Leo Knight, who is Femi's dad, and this Mm -hmm. was his cousin, you know, uh, seven generations mm-hmm. up, and this is on okay. up into the future. And uh, he was leading uh, the people in the war against these monsters, against you know the mm-hmm. people that right. we're dealing with. And um, so we found out that <laughs> we found out about him, and um, you know they were fighting. And so I think right now we're on part twenty-seven, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And let me check. And yes, I think we are. Uh, we're on part 27 right now, which is called How Basur. And I want to let everybody know that this is for entertainment purposes only. All right. Uh, some of this is fiction, nonfiction, although right now today you don't know if you're living in, you know, nonfiction. And I, right. I, I want to I <laughs> say... I want to say we're living in fiction all day long because you don't yeah. know what's real and what's not real today. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really yeah. rough. It's really rough on the mind. They want to play mind games with you. They want to control That's the things that you see. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I want to let everybody know that. And, of course, you, you'll be able to distinguish what's real and what's not real in these novels, and then you can put it together and – and use your third eye, use your vibrations, and uh, look at this in your own line of sight, in your own view. Okay, so okay. also yeah. uh, we started at part 100, and it's basically a countdown to zero. So that's uh, that's okay. how that's why when you and you guys will probably be, probably be confused 
because we are, you know, we did part 28 last week, so we're on part 27, and, we, and we're counting it down, so I didn't want anyone to uh, be confused on that. Okay. 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 So here we go. Part 27, Hal Basur. High above the peaks of Alaska, beyond the clouds, the Pontecliffe looked out over the mountainous range. He stepped out on the surface of his spacecraft. He viewed a most beautiful side of nature he truly had never seen. To claim all this for himself and his people billions of years ago was a very long time coming. Never will he give up a single tree limb for these horrid humans or anyone else who believed they could challenge him for it. He would never give in the fact that he believed this planet was his. And now, after thousands of years, waiting for it, taking it. Ain't that what they're trying to do today? Hello? Motioning for his armies to return to their ships, he, Barotha, led the charge on Alaska. Up and over Flat Top Mountain, they aimed their sights on Anchorage. The seaside city was not surprised by the assault from the Pontecliffe. Nothing could be done in time for the people to be safe. The state guard unit fought on their own with no foreseeable aid coming from anywhere. Everyone in the cold, sleepy city was eliminated and harvested. Oh, and that reminds me, Sister Beverly, uh, I've seen an article where uh, they have been harvesting human meat at McDonald's for a few years now. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't see well, that, but I've been quit, quit I, eating McDonald's years ago. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll send that to you uh, later on this okay. evening after the show. I'll send okay. that. Okay. But yeah, um, I okay, saw, I saw some, somebody had it, had posted that. Uh, well, I don't, was that Crow? One of them stores, Myers or one of them, it was a human mm-hmm. hand wrapped with a chicken is that, you know how they wrapped a chicken up? And it was a human hand in there. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, so it's a human hand in the chicken. Where the bag, you know how when you got, like you go and buy you some breasts and they have it wrapped up and you pick out the breast you want. Well, this was like that. It was wrapped up, but it was a hand in there. Mm, mm, someone mm. posted they had it. Sh- they had it shrink wrapped, in other words. Then shrink yes, wrapped the hand. Yes. Oh, my yep, God. Yeah. Yeah. But I, nothing, every anything is possible now, <laughs> As mm-hmm. you, and that shouldn't um, have us surprised, Sister Beth. No. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. With Abadell flying high and looking down at the dreadful, sadistic slaughter, it filled him with laughter at the humans who tried to combat the more superior opponents. It was no contest. He asked himself, why the humiliation? Why don't they send word to all of their kind to just give up? There was no need to perish, at least not this way. Give Barotha what he wanted and move along. To him, it seemed that he didn't need his help. They were breaking bones and shattering limbs just fine without him. But his prize had yet to show herself. He knew she was coming, but when? This were her this were her family's planet, 
and these humans were made like them. These were the working children until Barotha showed up to avenge his ancestors. However, the outcome ended. He didn't care as long as he granted, as long as he was granted the life of Kishar. Nothing else really mattered to him. Moving across the frozen watery tundra was a delight to Barotha. It reminded him of home, and added extra for him was the blood-soaked snow and ice he saw. It held his power over all things, living or not. The Cresail caused several hallucinations, rendering many humans blind. They did not have the ability to see their enemies before being attacked by the laser strikes of their advanced weaponry. Thousands of lives were lost this way, and this proved to the Ponticles that the rest of Alaska was there for the taking. No more resistance of the human here in this place was a necessity to his goal. It was time to move up the next location of concentrated human. Barotha set his sights on Baro and Kotzetbu. That far north, he thought, there would not be too many surviving there. Well, he was correct. But the few who were, he took them under lock and key. His thoughts, they would, in his thoughts, they would serve as the first genetic experiment to his cause. Quickly, the legions moved to Fairbanks, where an all-out war escalated into a bloody battle. All the surviving soldiers of nearby Fort Yukon were armed to the fullest when they received word hours ago from those in Anchorage that a horde of dracons and various other monstrosities were headed their way. They were told flying spaceships, androids on foot, and other entities were destroying the people. They were praying that the coded message would reach them before it was too late. It was not known if Fairbanks had been attacked first. It didn't matter. But what mattered was someone warned them. The message that was sent spread all over Canada, and the Canadians were prepared. But how much? The Pontycliffe knew how much, but none of these locations was a match for what he planned for them. When he didn't want was the coded signals to spread throughout the Milky Way. Any transmissions from any source could reach unknown parts of the galaxy. General Ark, the Ponticles' first soldier in arms, attempted to block all radios, radar, and any type of transmissions from anywhere on Earth. Even from beyond the skies, the satellites that had been destroyed by Ishmael and the Vanguard were reconstructed up again by the crown to transmit subliminal messages to the humans after the first war. They could be used to contact the unknown, and this was not what the crown wanted. So, word was given to General Ark to blast all 70,000 orbiting satellites around the Earth. When this was done, everything went black. Anything that relied on an electrical source was nullified. In Fairbanks, 
the draconic ships flew into the city like an ill-tempered tornado, taking out all the soldiers who fought long and hard for the sanctity of freedom from the oppression of the crown. Next, it seemed that after all the resistors of the fort had been nullified, the demons worked their evil on the people. Botus, the sword-carrying demon, took took the shape of a snake. Once his evil was aroused, he willfully returned to the shape of a man, and with the sword he carried, he took away hundreds of lives. These he scattered to the cold ground for the Pontecliffe. All over the land of Alaska, the people, the human beings, were losing. There was no more hope for humanity that thought maybe if the farthest parts of the world could somehow protect them, it would be worth fighting for. Well, they were wrong. Okay, Sister Bev, that was part 27. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that you, that you talked about the uh, satellite. And, you know, we got hundreds of satellites up in wild the earth. And I'm still trying to figure out what, what's that about. Well, you know, they were, they were, you know, uh, at the first war in, I think it was the war, you know, Feminine, Femi and the, and the Vanguard took, the, well, uh, Zuri took those uh, uh, satellites out because they were, the, the Dracon and the Crown was using them to communicate. They took out all their little tricks and things and they blew them up. Well, after mm-hmm. this, after Femi and Zuri left the planet, and after they got the first group of people out of there, you know, the crown cross put them back up in the sky for the humans that didn't know any better what that was left on the planet, you know, to, to trick them into thinking all is well, all is okay. You know, we still got Internet. We still can communicate, whatever, whatever. When all the time he was, you know, they, the, the humans during this war was using them to communicate from the crown and Barossa and all of them. So the crown decided to knock them out so they couldn't communicate anymore this time. Mm. So this it's okay. been twice the satellite's been knocked out of the sky. Okay. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Woo. Hmm. it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's getting, it's really, it's getting, it's, it's really coming along. It's more. To yes, it is. Yeah, it's coming out more. Uh, we do have a caller. Okay. Uh, six six one four three five zero. Six one four. Yeah. Oh, hey. I'm sorry. Hey, hello, caller. Um, I was listening. It's okay. I was listening. Um. Anyway, um. What I wanted to comment on was um. Didn't you say okay? You said three six nine, but in the last call that we did or last week didn't you say something about adding noon or 12 well now we could add 12 if you all would like to add 12 that's 12 3 6 9 it's good with me and um so was wondering has anybody or do did you post anything i haven't had a chance to look on facebook uh even though where you are talking about things and Doing them, uh, any, um, any, um, oh God, 
are you posting any of some of what you're talking about? Well, um, no, uh, no not on not on the cosmic legacy. I hadn't posted okay. anything because I was reading it all. But if you go to my website, chemistryfiles.com, dot com, on that second page, you can listen to a couple of uh, paragraphs that I've done on all the books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I can post something on the cosmic legacy. Yeah, sure, I can do that. I have that moon on Cosmic Legacy if you want to see that. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I've been trying to work on making the moon go black. <laughs> or, no, the sun. The sun. The sun. Well, the, the sun. I think the sun is a black hole anyway. I just, I, I don't yeah, know. You know, we talked about a, that, Sister Beth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you were talking about that in one, in one of the readings and Hey, they're already doing this stuff, you know? It's just all mm-hmm. coming to the surface. They don't care. They're so far in. They got it ready to launch. That's what why it's out. Hey, the cat's out of the bag. They pulled the wool over our eyes. They're even moving their tactics around to do other things now. And here we stand, I mean, trying to go with some kind of semblance of a life. It's just really horrible and sad. And when mm-hmm. you were speaking about how stuff in the war has happened, well, guess I was sitting here thinking, hmm, that's why now <laughs> they said, okay, now America has to be the target. America mm-hmm. has to be a target. Even though we're in a global situation, but a lot of people are speaking, and, you know, I'm just trying to send out my vibrations to lift myself up and ground me. And so there's some kind of shift that comes to bring some calm and some peace in there because, hey, they're expecting war. They're expecting war on their own. On our we own already time. at war. We are we, yeah, we're already at war, but even others are expecting what, Iran or China or North Korea to do something? Because Iran just launched a satellite, you know, for their missiles. So, hey, they're ready. Somebody's ready to do something. So, And a lot of people speak about that. They'll try to get you while you're already weak. So we have to, you know, hope that the the orange Cheeto man will, will wake up <laughs> and snap the hell up out of it. Well, you know, America has always been labeled the military uh, complex. You know, we're supposed to be the the sentinels. You know, the military for the whole entire planet. You know that. You know, yeah. look to America first, whatever. So, of course, they're going to be targeting America. But the thing is, what people don't know is everything is here. You don't have to go to Mother Africa. You don't have to go to Europe. Everything that you see over there, we have right here. And when we had the Pangea going along, I know in my soul, in my spirit, and in my my bones, in my body, that mankind started right here. And then once once the Pangea broke apart, of course, we were everywhere anyway. We circumvented the whole planet. We were here. But when the Pangea broke apart, you know, through through weather, through time, millions of years, we were everywhere. So we were scattered about. But I, yeah. I actually believe the birth of man was right here in these Americas. And that is why we have the reputation that we have. Everybody wants to come to America. Everybody wants to be in America. America this, America yes, that. You know, you do. don't hear that about all other countries. You don't hear that. 
You do not hear no, this. Not. Why Amer- North America? Why Turtle Island? So yeah, we are. That and island, then aren't we? we're island to them, honey. They love being here. <laughs> they go home to Africa and come right on back over here. And okay, anytime anybody leave here, they they want to come right back. But what I was going to mention when you mentioned about the suns, I think that was in uh, Gathering of the Vanguard. You know that they can't, the proverbial they, can barely stand the sun, which gives us vitamin D. We need to at least do two or three hours in the sun. You know, probably before we do our meditations, you know, that would be good, you know, soak up some sun. And uh, in Gathering of the Vanguard, what Femi did was she produced two more suns. So it was basically three suns that were shining down on Earth, and it was never... The night never came. It was always day. It was 24-hour daylight. And this was to punish the so-called people that we're having to deal with today that wants us gone. She did that to punish them, to bring them back to their senses. So that's probably where you heard those that uh, what I was saying about the suns. Mm-hmm. The sun, mm-hmm. the moon, they're all trying to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Bev, I sent you some stuff, so I hope you didn't mind me blowing okay. up your phone there for a minute. Because I didn't <laughs> know okay. if you had a Facebook page or not, you know. Yeah, I got, but, uh, I got yeah, all that. Thank Facebook, you. Twitter, all that. Okay, thank you for sending me. I'll look at it. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Carla. Okay, we're going to go to uh, part uh, 26. Part 26, the Sentinel. And so we'll be done with Chemistry 9X after this last chapter. Oh, this is the last okay. chapter. Okay. This is the, yeah, this has really been exciting. This I, I really like this one. But, okay, part 26, the Sentinel. Grish observed a great blast coming from the Milky Way. It was near the planet Earth. First, he thought, Earth as a whole had been destroyed. It was always known that Venus, Saturn, and Mars were occupied with life. With Saturn being the exception, there were living, breathing, and very intelligent tall black creatures on it. These were the Sassarines, akin to the Syrians. They also knew what planet Earth had gone through. They had no sympathy for the humans, for they sealed their own fate with ignorance. If the Syrians asked for their assistance in saving them, they would consider it, but not promising it. Grish monitored the event and kept a close eye on the location. He knew that this was an event that could finally give the Pontecles what he always wanted, complete and total control of the galaxy. This meant that all the surrounding planets and smaller worlds would engage in galactic annihilation. The inhabitants on the other worlds would not be pleased if this should happen. Most knew that Earth was one of the oldest planets in the Milky Way besides Mars, and losing it to evil personified 
was not acceptable. He radioed back to the vanguard, stating, Commander Kishar, there has been an explosion of great prominence near Earth. It's not on the planet, but it is suspect. I have recorded activity above the Cape Cod, the Cape of Good Hope, where many humans reside. I'm afraid it might be too late for the people of Earth, but I'm going to get a little closer and speak with the Sassanese to see what I can find out. After his transmissions, he approached the first ring of Saturn and was met by the Sassanese Phantom Patrol. Their transparent hovercraft cornered him where if he wanted to escape, he couldn't. In his scat nav, a message was sent over to his over to his control panel. Who are you? He replied, They call me Grish. My commander's name is Kishar, the queen of planets Sirius and Nibiru. What's your business here? I observed a firestorm, huge bursts of light, explosions coming from Earth are near there. I come to find out if the people on the planet are in further danger than they were before. Can you help me? We are not associated with Earth. The only reason we would engage the humans would be in an act of war because we do not want them here. They've been warring with the Crown Cross for centuries, and we definitely do not want him here or the Pontecles. Our great planet, our vibrations, has been used as a lie to fulfill the ego of the true deceivers and the imprisonment and a lockdown on the human brain. I understand, but my queen extracted those who were mentally ready to leave the matrix, and there may be more who are ready to exit. I'm not asking for help, just confirmation that an explosion occurred. Yes, most of the explosions did occur 30,000 miles above the landmass of Africa and the Americas. There were explosions all around both of them. We have been monitoring that planet for millions of years. It hasn't changed. Keep them away from Saturn, or we'll be forced to eliminate them all. Grish sent no more communication signals to them and turned his ship around. They escorted him out of their planetary jurisdiction. He was watched until he became a speck in the cosmos. When he returned, he thought he should move a little closer to the planet. He could get then a bird's eye view. He could then get a bird's eye view for himself to further confirm his fears. But what his queen didn't want was the element of surprise, surprise, and blown again. Let me start that over. What his queen didn't want was the element of surprise, surprise blown and again handed over for the opportunity of the Pontecles and the crown to flee once again. Grish assumed his position and confirmed with Kishar that, indeed, an explosion had rocked the inner limits of the Milky Way. She was coming. Okay, Sister Beb, the minds of men, human, can't seem to, seem to tear themselves away from tyranny. They are attracted. They'll learn too late one day. Hmm. 
Let's and that is it. the end of <laughs> I hate Inventor nine. I will do whatever it takes to make their lives miserable. I was recruited by their enemies who wants them all gone. The ones who owns most of the lands sees and soon the very air they breathe. They hate humans as well. I will destroy all those who come before me. Chemistry. It will be a miracle to destroy me. Humans revere in anything that comes out of a hellish mouth. You can make them believe in the false teachings of certain men. I am Namajai, and I am the one who poisons the people's minds into not knowing who they are, thereby destroying them all. Chemistry, the fight, is on. The vanguard ambushed us at a black hole. I know we had them cornered. What we didn't know was they were waiting on the other side. I was captured, and my army vaporized. I defied their interrogations, as for I would seek revenge. If my masters gave me another chance, I will destroy them all. Chemistry, it has power. Yeah, this is, and, and you know, when Kanye West was saying that we are enslaved, our minds are enslaved, and, and I'm seeing he is so right, because that's what they're doing. It's a mind thing, and that's what they, once you have control over a person's mind, you have control over them. Well, Sister Bear, they've been enslaving our brains for a very long time because they know who we are. We just don't know who the hell we are. <laughs> but it's like but it's, we waking it up, and they're trying to do yeah. everything they can to keep us asleep. But you know how sometimes mm-hmm. once you wake up, you can't go back to sleep. Oh, I'll never go back. i never go back <laughs> to who I was uh, no more than five, ten years ago. I'll never go back there. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. And, and when I was in, I, it, it hit me. But really, it hit me when I began to ask my mother and my father before they passed, their ancestors now, questions. And maybe they could answer them, and maybe they couldn't tell me at the time because maybe they thought I wasn't ready for it. You know, because my dad was a Mason and my mother was an Mm -hmm. Eastern star. So they may have known the secrets all the time. But maybe they couldn't tell me because they maybe they probably felt like I wasn't ready because they know I'm a rebel, and I will you know mm-hmm. if I know something is not right and is wrong, I'm gonna tell you that. So maybe they maybe they were afraid that you know I would talk too much truth. So and and it's but, and it's uh you, you know your father was a mason, and mine's was a mason and a pastor too. Mm-hmm. And so my thing mm-hmm. is, I understand it's supposed to be secrecy, but, you know, you're supposed to enlighten your children. 
Exactly. If you want them to continue on the tradition. Yes. You know, right. there's a lot of preachers, so-called preachers, that's come up out of that. You know, Dr. Delbert right. was one of them. He was a preacher until he okay. saw through that mess, you know. You know, give your children a chance to see through it. Right. Don't have and them light. sleep forever. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you can't, you got these secret knowledges, you know, tell me something, give me, you know, and, and I was a rebel, just like you was a rebel, but we, <laughs> and our parents had, well, my mother didn't, but my father had the knowledge, like your father, but, you know, mm-hmm. he was so stuck on, he wanted a son, he didn't think the females could, you know, if if I was a boy, it would have been okay, he probably would have told me the secrets. But uh, I, I don't care if it's a boy or a girl. Tell them. Enlighten them. Well, sometimes I think, Sister Bear, maybe they felt like, well, you know, if we tell them the secrets, you know, and, and have them to have that power, then would it benefit regardless? You know, would they come into some pitfalls or some roadblocks in trying to get the information out? Is anyone gonna believe that? And and but you would they wouldn't have known that unless they gave you the secrets to see what would happen. They right. didn't give me he my dad or my mom didn't give me the opportunity to even know if I could. And mm-hmm. it was just it was frustrating to me because I knew something wasn't right. This was all wrong. Yeah. The, yeah life can't be like it. this. This is a matrix. This is wrong. You know, we can't be living like this. Something, this is a construct that has been put here for the human to keep them sleep. Everything on this planet has been put here to keep the human asleep and satisfied in his own muck and mire. I mean, the trees were made for the humans. You know what the trees do? They supply oxygen for us, right? You have mm-hmm. the wind, you have the sun, you have the earth, you have everything to sustain a human in his, what would you call it, in his shell, in his body. Because mm-hmm. everything on this planet is made to sustain us. Now, just think, if we didn't have the water, if there wasn't no water here, you know, wasn't no air here, the human body couldn't survive here. It couldn't survive, so somebody or something had to put this here for us to 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 live, to strive. I think it's all a construct. If you fall away, what do you have? All you have is the spirit and the soul. It's all you have. The body couldn't make it. And so everything, the moon, the sun, everything was put here to sustain the human being in their body, in their shell, basically their shell. Mm-hmm. Because once you get up out of here, you don't need it no more. You got your soul, you know. And, of course, don't nobody know where it goes. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So. From my my understanding, your shell is the earth. You know, we made up of all the minerals and things that's in the earth. That's why when they bury you, you go back to the earth. Your body disintegrates. It goes back exactly, and re- right? You know exactly. So. That's yeah. That's yeah. why I was saying the earth is made for the human and their body, mm-hmm. their shell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And we don't need any fake medicine. 
because all the medicine we need is supplied by the earth. Mm-hmm. The earth everything has everything we need. To, everything that you need. I mean, that, that was the original medicine. All this other stuff that they are making in the laboratory, you know, that's how come we in this situation now because somebody went in the laboratory and started being Frankenstein and putting stuff together. Yeah. And and they don't want you to go to the real medicine, which is Mother Earth got something for I don't care what ailment you have. They got it. She got it for you because your body come from her. Your spaceship, it come from her. So, <laughs> you know, your, your house come from her. So anything that goes wrong, she got the, she already got the antidote. Let me open this line up here. Uh, 763-301. 763. Do you have your mute on, 763301? Did you know you pushed the number yeah, one? I'm sorry, I had it on mute. I was wondering, okay. you know, when we leave out of the body, they take us and put us in a coffin, and then they take that coffin and put it in a con shell where you can't no, we won't. go back to Mother Earth. <laughs> so what do you mm-hmm. think about that? Well, you know that, that they're doing everything they don't want to. And sometimes people used to, now as soon as you stop breathing, they start taking all your organs out. But they used to make mm-hmm. you wait to three days because you'll come back. Sometimes people come back. That's what they mm-hmm. were talking about. Jesus rose in three days. Some people, religion will say, don't touch the body for three days. And some people used to come back. But naturally, they don't want us to, you know, these are enemies. So that's why they do that. They put us in a box. They should have just put us in the ground and just let us turn back to dust. Yeah. Well, now. But they don't. The caller. Okay. Well, is this is this for special families? Because I know of the, uh, don't they have where they have them in this wall where, is it a mausoleum? Is that what I'm trying? Yeah, yeah. a mausoleum. Yeah. So they are in concrete, concrete in the mausoleum, but, you know, like regular everyday people when they're buried, they're put in concrete as well? I thought they just put yeah. them in the ground. Yeah. No, they take that, that uh, coffin and lower it. Into a concrete box. Concrete, yeah, they do. Yeah, so your body can't break down in the coffin because they're putting you in concrete, and then mm-hmm. they seal it, and then you know they'll throw a little dirt on you and be gone. Well, that is that is mind blowing because you know when you, when we have a lot of floods going on or whatever, and in some of those graveyards where some of those coffins will come up, and they are in still in the box. I think I I I think it's just maybe some families that request that, but I don't no. think they're all in concrete, are they? Yes, yes, they do come up out of the when it's floods and. You know, in some cemeteries, and they have cemeteries in coming up some out of the areas, Louisiana mm-hmm. places you, which I had dreamed about it before I went, and I was amazed 
Louisiana mm-hmm. put people on top of the ground because the uh, the earth is, mm-hmm. I guess, below sea level, so they would just float in the ground. Mm-hmm but they bury everybody on top of the ground. And I was so amazed because I dreamed it before I went to it and I saw it. And that's where my dad is from also, but I'm out of Chicago. So, you know, be it a city girl as to being down (laughs) south. But however, yeah, they put you on top of the ground in Louisiana. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've seen one of wow. their graveyards too in Louisiana. Yeah, but you know, when you think about it, Carla, you know, why do they put us in put some people I don't think all graveyards do that, but some of them do. That. Yeah, I don't think they all do, but uh, a lot of them, some of them do. And why is it that they put you in the concrete? You know, they act like you're going to come back or something. And, you know, now they're so busy harvesting our organs, you know, they don't, mm-hmm. before you can, all your body get cold. They already got the organs all out your body and stuff. So, mm-hmm. and, and and I had a family member that was an athlete, and he was laying in that coffin. They had took his legs, and every, they took all oh. his little organs out and cut his legs. I'm like, now what is they going to do with his legs? I could see this the was, organs. Oh, my God. So Harvest them, grow some like his, because they're oh. able to bring back the... Um, um, the muscle tissue, the dinosaurs that- and stuff, you know, they, they mm-hmm. show pictures of, you know, recreating the dinosaurs. And I believe somewhere that they have the dinosaur and it, it's just, I don't know, cause they know how to do that stuff now, recreating human beings. Whereas, well, you would, I don't know, yeah. you know, with your soul, but <clears throat> they're able to recreate you. Exactly. And that's what they're trying to do. And I think they're trying to recreate all of us with this, um, this, uh, with the, the, the chip that they want to recreate you into something that you're not. And that's why they're trying to get everybody to get this chip so they can create living androids, if you ask me. You know, to hone in on you and to know everywhere you are at any minute, and they can tap into everything that you own. And I think that's what they're trying to recreate the human being. That's why they have designer babies and all this stuff going on right now. You can only have one or two children, and the rest, you know, you can design the way that you want it. All this crazy mess going on. So I get it. I'm with you. I think. I think that they're doing all of this, too. I mean, it's it's all of the above, but I think that this mm-hmm. is a way to get all of our DNA. You know, why, hmm. why they want all hmm. this testing? Because they can take our DNA, and then they can go and recreate the AI yep. and things like that. So when yep. they're sticking them, them uh, Q-tips up your nose or wherever they're sticking them at, you know, that's getting your DNA. That, and so they're trying to, because a lot of people don't go to the hospital. You know, a lot of people, they don't have their DNA. 
Yeah, well, I think, I think really that, that we are the mm-hmm. uh, gods. You know, God creates God. Like a flower mm-hmm. makes a flower. A dog yes, makes true. a dog. A cat mm-hmm. makes a cat. So, therefore, mm-hmm. with us being the beings that we are, the super beings, that they want to recreate the gods that be. Because we are the gods. They know it, but very few of our people know who we really are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then they want to take and manipulate the mind and shape it in a way that will not have that godlike spirit. Mm -hmm. That they want something different in that god casing. They want to direct whatever it is that they're trying to make, but they don't want it to be you. They want you, but they don't want you to be you. Mm-hmm. I do say or that. Maybe right? they want, you think. maybe they want to be you. Right. You know? You'd think they'd be satisfied with Henrietta Lacks and what they did to her and her family. Right. They just want right. to, they, you just want to keep this going. And this is, this is utterly ridiculous and downright demonic, everything that they're doing. Yeah, but at some point in time, we have to stand up and say, hell no, because all we do now is we'll speak on something, and Mm -hmm. that's it. But as you see, with a lot of people wants to come out from under, stay in your house, They're saying, hell no, we don't want to stay in. I mean, even if it's detrimental because of this virus that they have set loose on the people, you know, people have to stand up and not be dummied down because, you know, they put, uh, what is it, chlorine? in our drinking water, and that's to dummy you down. They don't want no struggle. They don't want no fight. And a lot of people succumb to that. Well, that's what America is. America is supposed to be the fighting country. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to rebel. This is what made, and you know, I I think about that. I think about my ancestors. I really wish they could have told the children, you know, you see this virus coming up this shore from Europe, you know, wipe it out before it makes its way here. You know, I wish they (laughs) could have warned our Mm -hmm. people then, but, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that's what America is supposed to be. We're supposed to be, have a fighting spirit. You're right. Exactly. And then how do we know, how do we really, really know that there is a virus? If they dealing, if this is mind control, how do we really know? Because you got some people that has never stayed in from day one. They've been constantly going out. They haven't wore masks. They're mm-hmm. going about their business. They're not sick. So how do we really well, know if, Bell, if a person is dealing with a mind control? How do we know? Yes, you just you just described me. I and never sit down since all this mess. Me neither. <laughs> I've been going in me and out it, and no face mask or anything, and I have really been appalled. I have been appalled yeah. when I go into these stores and I see you got to enter. You can't enter unless you have a mask on, and I look no, at I'm it. I'm not I, putting I, a I, mask. Okay. 
either either you take my money or I turn around and go somewhere else. And I'll go straight yeah, in the store. I don't else. I don't Yeah. I go so I don't even deal with but I still defy them and go straight in the store and no one has said mm-hmm. anything to me. I guess mm-hmm. it's the look on my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. This is all to see if you going to go along. This is to see how much control it is. And who's going to go along and who, you know, they got cameras all in the store. When I was in the store, I could feel them looking at me, you know, cameras everywhere. And they like, oh, look at her. She being defiant. Everybody else walking around with the man. And then when I listened to the doctor, the doctor explained the damage that the masks do. You know, you you mm-hmm. got you got to breathe. You're not breathing in oxygen, fresh oxygen or oxygen. It's gonna weaken your lungs and your immune system anyway. The air you blowing into the mass, the air coming back into your lungs—that's just like drinking dirty water. Well, Sister Bell, so, me okay. and the twins and our puppy went out to the park yesterday, and not mm-hmm. nary person. And it was about—I'd say it was about maybe three or four hundred people at that park walking mm-hmm. and jogging and walking their dogs. And it was a beautiful day. Not nary person mm-hmm. in the park had a mask on. And that's what we have. We have a park here called Belle Isle, and it's an island. And I go on there at least two, three times a week. And I, I think it might be five people might have masks on. And, uh, and, mm-hmm. and most of them look like me. But uh, everybody jogging and walking the dogs, and you know it's around. We got it's around a lake, and we sitting there by the water, getting fresh air, not breathing the stale air from the mask. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. How do you really know that it is a virus? And you know, how do you really know that? And then they keep telling you that everybody that's dying. All these people that's dying from the so-called coronavirus, they have other illness. They even tell well, you that they sell. It's a it's an agenda, uh, and and what they say a pandemic. It is an agenda. Yes, it is. Yes, it is to wipe out the humans that we just read. But then caller still there? Yeah, caller. Okay. Oh. But we we also got to realize we mostly water, and water can be easily programmed, and that's what I that's what's going on. So well, Carla, you, you know about the twelve, three, six, and nine, right? <clears throat> Repeat the twelve, three, and six, nine that we're doing along with the breathing. Okay, how do you do twelve, six, and nine? Uh, the 12, 3, 6, and 9 is a meditation to ourselves to get our spiritual selves back to where we should be, where we meditate at 12, at 3, and at 6, and at 9. And this is for mm-hmm. yourself, to, to make yourself strong in your black room or in a place where you can uh, find solace and quietness. It's a meditation mm. that we're doing, and you don't have to, you don't have to follow any certain pattern. You can do your own. You can make up your own. We just want to meditate just for a few moments during those times, and we're trying to all do it and as a as a mass group of, of mm. uh, 
of and, and the whole thing is to <laughs> defeat is to defeat this enemy and strengthen ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, I just read okay, something Carl. about if you mm-hmm. wake up at three or three forty to meditate to make your body stronger, and that's supposed to be the time when the angels are about and doing what they do at three and three forty. And I usually wake up that time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Well, well you're right on time then, Carl. Yeah, that's when you do it if it works for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we gotta we can't just sit and not do anything. And so, you know, you get we gotta do something. That's just like a bully. You know, you the bully taking your money and your candy and whatever and you just let them take them, you know. But that bully, you start fighting back. I don't care how small you are. You start fighting back. That bully is going to go somewhere else. They ain't going to keep messing with you because they know they got a fight on their hands. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that's what you have to do. And there's many ways to fight, you know. There's a lot of ways to fight. And we do, we're experts when it comes to that spiritual side. Now, a lot of these people are into the occult. And things like that. Okay, whatever, you know. But we we can fight with all of that. Yeah, because it was ours anyway, Sister Ben. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and they taught us to be afraid of it, and they use it against us. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just one of our tools. So use it. They using it against us. Use it against them. Exactly. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I mean, you you have to defend yourself. <laughs> do. This is not no time to be scared. Got to get that strength. Well, thank you, caller. Well, for the power that be is within mm-hmm. thee. So, thank you. Yes, we are the power. Yes. We are the powers, and we need to know that. Thank you, caller. Yes. Yes, thank ma'am. You. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you, caller. Thank you. Well, okay. Let me Bev, go. That leads we gotta, us. Uh, okay. Uh huh. Leads us where? Go where ahead, Sister No, I was gonna go play ahead, some more. We got about we we have about eight more minutes. Let me uh go back here to this. Let's see where I'm at. I am Gurion Derber, and I am the one who attacks humans unexpectedly with a variety of deadly diseases with unscrupulous hatred. I have no love or sympathy, because the average human has no love for themselves. So if they don't, then why should I? Chemistry, a perfect place to ambush. (laughs) Bring that woman and her group to me. I will make them bow down and kiss my feet. There is nowhere she can hide. If she thinks she can defeat me and my armies of jawwalks, androids, talismans, and dracons, then she is in Oz. When the five terrors who will be leading the way finish tearing her apart, we will have in our possession the staff of Akhenaten, the powerful sword of the Nibu, 
and her eye watchers under my control. We will finally own the planet and make ourselves gods. Chemistry. I want to tell. They can and go to the website. For, okay. Well, they can go to the website at chemistryfiles.com, uh, go to the second page, and it's there for Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, and it also comes in Kindle. Now, if you can order, you want you can order it straight from me. Just leave me an email where I can get your information where I need to send it, and I will personally autograph uh, the novel that you order. If you get all five of them, I will send them to you free of shipping and handling. I'll take care of that. Uh, but they will be signed, and I can get them out there to you. My email address is chemistryfiles at gmail.com, chemistry, K-E-M-E-T-S-T-R-Y files at gmail.com. You can also go to the Cosmic Legacy Group on Facebook, become a member, and chit-chat with us, and uh, put your Put your information in there and let us know what you know, and we can all learn together. And it's just a little something that I put together for all of us to um, learn from each other. And also, Sister Bab, I wanted what I wanted to do. I know we're going into this last book, so I mm-hmm. wanted to read uh, some of it, and you know, because I know we won't have time for a whole chapter to get everybody to uh, get ready for what's coming up next, if you don't mind. I okay. just have a little something yeah, I want to do. Yeah, you can do read. the whole chapter. You can do the whole chapter. Uh, well, no, we'll save it for next next time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. okay. I just want to look, throw a little teaser in there. And the conversation okay. that we, we were having about fighting back, 
This is the mm-hmm. one where she's coming back again and fighting back. So here we go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when you know enough is enough in your spirit, you act. When those who have a secret agenda, you strike back with a force inherited. Now, that's the force that we have that we inherited from our ancestors. And I dedicated this novel, this last one, to the family circle, which is us, our people. Okay? Last line of defense. Go within. Find what you need. Use it. All right? Now, we're going to do the pro. I'm going to read the prologue real quick, and then this is going to be that. This for uh, we'll wait till next week to finish. Prologue okay. The hot and dusty Arizona desert was the last vestige the Crown Cross had to destroy. He unleashed in anger on those who remained on Tiamat. The goal of the souls was to begin a utopia. All the people were set free after the last war without conflict or man made rules. But the forces against nature were in opposition of the transformation. The spirit until the ninth ascension was being challenged. It was where peace resided. There were tombs of the pharaohs near the Sun Temple in the Grand Canyon. This area would be Kishar's stronghold against the dragon. It knew that she and her eye watchers would be strongly shielded with the power of the soldiers within the tombs and the Temple of Isis. But in his futile, last-ditch effort to stop her once and for all, the Crown Cross unleashed and brought back an old nemesis that was much more powerful than before. The Pontecleaf who held the crown, who hailed the crown for his endeavor, was just as much hell-bent on eliminating mankind and regaining a planet he felt belonged to him. Tensions were high. The games were in motion, and the fate of the known universe was at stake. Will the Sinister pay dearly for their hideous attempts on eliminating the 9X, which is us, or will the Vanguard finish them forever? So that's what we have coming up next week. Okay. Well, thank you, Sister Santa, and uh, keep up the good work, and we look forward to next week. Peace and much love. Okay, thank you, Sister Val. Thank you for having me. Peace and love to you and to the family. Thank you, everyone, for listening.